This is the Teachable Soul Podcast. Because we cannot possibly live long enough to make all the mistakes ourselves, let's take a few moments to learn from the mistakes of others. The Teachable Soul Podcast, where guests and listeners like you share stories of failure and teachable moments on the journey to success. Here's your host, Kat Daniels. Thank you all for continuing to listen and for your patience with me in this whole learning process. I really appreciate that anybody at all listens. I genuinely do. And I thank you guys so much. You guys can always find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter now, um, and LinkedIn at The Teachable Soul or The Teachable Soul on Twitter. And if you would like to help support the show, you can find me at patreon.com slash the teachable soul. I'll be trying to create some extra content there for you guys if you subscribe and kind of interact with you. One of the things that I like least about podcasts is that I can't interact or ask questions to any of my listeners, but through Patreon, hopefully I'll be able to do that. So thank you again for listening. Welcome to the Teachable Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Daniels. And today with me, we have Wendy Gilhula who is author of the Pika Bunny Learning Series. She has also created the Pika Bunny Kindness Tracker, which I am a huge fan of and love, and um, I believe is maybe creating another little special treat for us, which I'm also excited about. And if she wants to talk about it, she can. Um, so welcome, Wendy. I'm so pleased to finally speak with you. Hi, Kat. I hope you're having a great day. Thank Hi. you for having me on your show. I am, Absolutely. So um, whenever you wrote in and said that you wanted to be on the show, you kind of said that you wanted to talk about um, a mistake that you made with Pika actually in the beginning. Do you want to start there kind of and tell us how we got where we are today? Oh, sure. So my manuscript for Pika Bunny Has a Big Question was actually written over two decades ago. And the mistake I made and I learned from is... I, when I sent that manuscript out to a publisher, it got rejected because the publisher said at that time that kindness was not relevant. And I was so humiliated that I had written something that wasn't relevant that I hid it in a drawer for over two decades. Mm -hmm. And if the, if the Wendy today could go back to the Wendy then... I would tell her, you know, you, you need to have a little more courage. Just because one person said it was irrelevant, that doesn't mean everybody else will. So they said that it was irrelevant, you said, two decades ago? Yes, over two decades ago. Which I don't understand how kindness could possibly be irrelevant at any point in time. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I think that it was a different time. It was back when Mr. Rogers was on every day. And people were generally more kind and courteous to each other than they are today. Mm. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. More sense. Anyway. And yeah, Mr. Rogers is, you know, definitely a proponent of kindness. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, you know, and, and, you know, he just talked about your feel, feelings and how to treat each other and what, what it was like to actually live in a neighborhood or be a, na or be a good neighbor. Mm. And now, you know... It's kind of rare if you even know the names, the first names and the last names of anybody living around you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think that we are moving in a, in a direction now that it's going more towards that? Or do you think that we are still like there's a lot more work to do? 
Well, I'm, I'm hopeful we're moving in the right direction. I feel like the pendulum is swinging. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when the pendulum swings, though, it swings too hard. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't want people to be like, I'm afraid, I'm kind of afraid that people are going to be like kind of shaming and what, you know, like if the pendulum swings too far, it'll be like shaming if you're not kind. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I just, I just want a nice, healthy balance of, of just, just greeting each other, saying hello. How about holding that elevator door for each other? Mm-hmm. You know, not overstepping boundaries. I'm not, I'm not saying that we should do that. Just some, just the small things that just make life easier. Like let mm-hmm. the car in front of you go in. Right. If, if it if you're not in a hurry and you have five seconds, mm-hmm. then you know let the car enter or enter the line or whatever. It's right. just it's just sad when so people are so angry and then everybody's buckets are empty. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying my best with with my learning series. Pika Bunny has a big question. He asks Mama what love is. Mm-hmm. Mama says that loves many different things. It's understanding, it's kindness, it's giving. And Pico Bunny goes, well, which one do you think it is? And she said, well, giving's the happiest love can be. Pika doesn't know what that means. He's like, what does that mean? Like, I know he he knows that when mama says I love you, he feels wiggling and squiggly inside, but can't (laughs) really put words or to those feelings. So he goes on a little journey and he realizes at the end that he does know what love is. And this book opens a lot of conversations to schools, uh, to school age kids. I go into schools or I, I read via Skype Mm -hmm. and, um, sorry, I've got, I've got a lot of things I want to talk about the app. I have a (laughs) peek bunny kindness tracker app and that came that came from one of my Skype readings where I mm-hmm. saw a boy, the reading hadn't started yet. And I don't think that the kids thought, knew that the reading was live. I think they thought I was like a film, you know, like right. a TV show. Yeah. So there was a boy on the second row and he was wearing a blue t-shirt and the t-shirt said, kindness is cool. Mm-hmm. But he was not being very nice to the boy next to him. <laughs> like on the sly, he was being mean. Right. And I said, Hey, um, you on the second row in the blue shirt. And you know, everybody's like, eyes were like, Whoa, she's talking. Like what's going right. on? And I said, what does your t-shirt say? And he looked down and he goes, Oh, my shirt says kindness is cool. Mm. And he didn't get like the irony of like, I saw him be mean. And yeah, sure. It said kind of school. Yeah. <laughs> and after that, I thought to myself, wow, I wonder if there's a way that teachers, gatekeepers, parents, kids can track ways that they're kind or acts of kindness in school, home, mm-hmm. and our planet. And I actually developed an app and it's free. So it's mm-hmm. called the Pika, P I K A, Bunny Kindness Tracker. And it's been uh, really popular with adults as well. So mm-hmm. adults were telling me that instead of school, they were swapping out work and they mm-hmm. were trying to remind themselves of different ways that they could they could be kind. And so now I'm actually developing one for adults for the workplace. So it'll be workplace, acts of kindness, 
home and again for our planet, like recycling, reusing, you know, sharing the garden, things like that. So it's been, I thought the end of the journey was going to be to hold that book in my hand, to hold my books, you know, I'm like, wow, this is really a book now. Mm -hmm. But that's just been the beginning. It's just been such a blessing because my first book talks about thunderstorms and approaching storms in your life and anxiety and how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then my third book is Pika Bunny says eat where Pika Bunny helps a friend find the courage to say no to bullying. And that's been very popular. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big one. That's a big one. So yeah, I am super excited about your adult application. I already have the one for my kids and stuff, but yeah, whenever, <laughs> whenever I was talking to my kids about like tracking our kindness and, and you know, what would, and they were like, well, what happens at the end? Like what happens if you get so many, you know, points for kindness or something? And I was like, well, that's a good question. I said, let's, let's think about that. Let's decide what happens. And so what we decided is that like at the end of the week, if you have, you know, more than so many points or something like that, then you can, you know, pick out a special toy or you can pick out a special book or we can pick out a family trip, you know, or something like that, like within reason, obviously. But (laughs) um, we live in the right in between DC and Baltimore. So there are a ton of trips that, you know, we can take that are right here. Um, and things to do. So, oh, I just love that. I love that. So, that when I was beta testing the app, mm-hmm. a lot of people were coming back to me and going, "What is the reward?" Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of squint my eyes and I go, "Well, the reward is being a kind person." And they're yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> a reward." But I decided to keep the rewards to pair. You know. Let the parents choose what rewards they want. So it's perfect. I mean, you're doing, you're doing it perfectly. Like you set your own rewards and, um, you know, it always helps to have a little reward, but it does. It feels good when you do something nice. Yeah. Yeah. One of the rewards is that you get to give something to someone, which of course gains you points as well. But, um, I, I chose that because, you know, like you said, giving things can, can be sometimes more rewarding than, any other thing. So <laughs> it's true. It, giving is the happiest love can be. Exactly. That's what mama said. Now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? But right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I think of Pika, I always think of Pikachu. Um, I know I've, I've heard you talk about this a little bit, but can you just explain sure. for our audience, like why a Pika bunny? Oh, sure. So over 20 years ago, my main character was Jack. He was a white rabbit with long ears. And I was, by the time I got back in that drawer and dusted that manuscript off in 2014, I was like, Oh, there's, there's a lot of white bunnies with long ears. So I need, I was researching and I found the American pika or you could say American pika. Hmm. And I thought, Oh, it's just been discovered in the United States pretty recently and it's a cousin to a rabbit. And if you ever go on YouTube and Google or search, sorry, search on YouTube, American Pika, you will find the cutest videos. So if you put your two hands together, which I have the, the kids do when I go have a talk, mm-hmm. yeah, are your hands together? Yes, they are. <laughs> Look, very good. I am following instructions. <laughs> Great. And you look down in there. 
a little peeka bunny would fit in your own two hands. Aww. That's what I love to tell the kids. I know. So you can kind of, you try, you know, you can try to visualize it. Mm-hmm. And then I tell the kids it weighs one and a half sticks of butter. And we ask if that's heavy or light. And, you know, I get different answers. But if you actually hold one and a half sticks of butter in your hand, you will be surprised. I'll let, mm-hmm. let you do that with your kids later today. For sure. And, um, you know, I try to keep the stories interactive mm-hmm. and talk about how scientists are trying to get the pika on the endangered species list because oh. they're, they're, I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, so they're not any close to, to where we lived, to where you and I live. But in the Rocky Mountains, the Cascades, up into Canada, we have some pika bunnies there and there are, they have to have a very cold habitat and climate. So because of global warming, they keep moving up the mountain, but they're running out of space. Oh, that's why scientists are trying to help it, especially in California where it's, you know, all the wildfires and, you know, we're losing a lot of pikas there because, you know, everything's, the heat is going up and it's not, it's not helping. No, of course not. Yeah. Well, that's so sad. Well, I'm glad that we are aware that that's happening now. So if anybody has any ideas or wants to help, they can do that. That would be great and be kind. So, um, how did you get the the kind of the courage to to bring the manuscript back out and and try it again? What did something cause you to do that? Like what happened? So I used to be a dance choreographer and dance teacher for for many many years, and then I kind of segued into math tutoring. So I was and mentoring kids. So I was with a middle schooler. His name is Adam, and one day Adam just looked at me and he said. He looked around my home because I tutor around in my home, and he said, "What do you do all day when you're not tutoring?" That's <laughs> like, all right, you're in middle school. I guess you're just trying to, you know, figure me out, right? But in my head, I said, "I write books that kids are never going to read," because I had just cleaned out that dresser and threw it away, threw my manuscript away, probably for the, I'm not kidding, probably eighth time. Yeah pulled it back out of the trash because when I wrote it, this is before, you know, there were computers. So I had to type it. So it was only, there was only one manuscript. So if I threw it away, it was not coming back. Right. So I, I mean, you know, so I said to Adam, well, you never know what Miss Gilhul is doing. And then that inner dialogue was just, you know, nagging at me mm. and it didn't feel good. And I thought, well, what can I do? How can I find courage? Like, so I, um, I was thinking about like, what, what is it that I want to do? I love to tell stories with dance. I love to help kids figure things out. And my mission statement is to help kids navigate a difficult world. Mm. So I thought, well, my, my manuscripts can fit under that. And you know what? I told myself, I could brush these off. I can try again. And one, the publisher that turned me down the first time probably isn't even in publishing anymore or they won't remember me. Mm -hmm. And then two, I'm anonymous. Like, so if I get a hundred no's, my family doesn't even know I wrote these manuscripts. My -hmm. kids don't know. My husband doesn't know. And if I get a bunch of no's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to get a bunch of no's. So when I got my yes for my publisher, I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) 
What did you say? You said yes. And then my heart's beating. Not, not, not because, um, well, my initial response was not excited. I was getting published. My first initial response was, oh my gosh, I have to tell my family now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I do that. I did. And they're like, you you, wait, wait, you've done what? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, where'd this come from? I said, well, in my drawer. And like, you had manuscripts in your drawer? Yes. Got the same response. Was like, I was like, hey, you guys, I need you to beta test my my kindness app. Wait, you're what? <laughs> my kindness app. Pick up any kindness tracker. Mm. You're kidding. No. And then they're, they, were, they were excited. So I think some of the hardest, I mean, they support me, but they're always saying to me, wait, what are you doing? Right. Which is kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah. Keep them guessing. Keep my guessing. Yes. Yeah. And I figure if I'm not following the advice that I give to to the students that I'm mentoring, mm-hmm. that it's you know try your best, be brave, uh, you know be the best you can be. And I tell my kids that the, the same. And mm-hmm. if I'm not doing it myself, my words felt you know once I realized that my words were kind of hollow. But now I have something to back it up with. That's great. So how, did you get no's the second time around or was it like, your- Oh, sure. <laughs> I, got lots of no's. I beat JK Rowling's numbers. No, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm proud of it because I, you know, I sent it out. I sent mm-hmm. it out. I keep, mm-hmm. I, send it out. I have screenplays that I'm sending out. I have uh, a TV series I'd like to have that I'm sending out. And I'm even talking about it before it's even, there's even a yes out there. Right. Oh, you know, some people hear it and go, yeah, the world does need TV shows about kindness again and mm-hmm. saying no to bullying and anxiety. Yeah. And bravery. Yeah. I'm a huge proponent of bravery because um, I personally enjoy kind of living outside of my comfort zone, but I know that it's such a struggle for so many people um, to try to do that. And my husband is one of those people included. He hates change with a fire passion and gets so anxiety ridden around surrounding it, which is hilarious. And we laugh about it all the time, by the way, because he uh, chose to be in the military for all of the 20 years of his career, which is like the most, I mean, for, for us, it's just, it's the most uh, like, you never know what's going to happen or what you're going to do or where you're going to be at any given moment in time. And on right. top of that, even if you think, you know, there is a high likelihood that as soon as you think you know what you're doing, they're going to change it up on you anyway. <laughs> right. Just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he hates moving. I love moving. I love going to new places. And he just so, I mean, it's funny. We're, we're funny in that way because we, I, we, I say all the time that we kind of complete each other because whatever I'm not comfortable with, he is comfortable with and vice versa. Um, so whenever he's like freaking out that we're moving or, or where we're going to move, I'm like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Calm down. We'll make it through. Just breathe. <laughs> so uh, I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. We all have. Yeah. But it, um, I mean, it, it takes bravery to, to step outside your comfort zone and, and, you know, put in your manuscript and, and get told no yet again, or, you know, start your own business or even for some people, you know, just go put your resume out there for, you know, something that you've never even done before, maybe, you know, 
Oh, absolutely. But don't you think, Kat, that um, it's easier to have to to show courage and be brave the more you do it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, practice makes perfect in that area. Yeah, the very first time is terrifying. Like I was, well, I was mortified that I got a no, but I made it to, to get a yes, but to, to read the actual no, and it wasn't relevant work. Yeah, yeah, that was. But but it was. I should have just had a. I was young then. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have as much life experience as I do now, obviously. Right. And, you know, I think with age for me came confidence mm-hmm. and I was brave being, you know, a performer, putting my art out there, um, being learning the math all over again, because math has changed since when I was in school. So I right. had to relearn all that. And you know, work with teenagers. You have to be brave to work with teenagers. Oh, for sure. Just <laughs> <laughs> can be mean sometimes. <laughs> well, again, and they have a lot of, you know, a lot of stress and, you know, sometimes they just, well, they always say what's on their mind. You have to be prepared. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, when, as, as we're younger, I mean, anybody at certain ages, I think kind of takes things personally as well when, we, we probably shouldn't or, or not that we shouldn't, but it's that it, what we think has a lot to do with us personally actually has nothing to do with us at all. Like when you got told no the first time and it wasn't relevant, you, you might've taken that a little bit personally um, and got your feelings hurt about it. And just, you know, over time, of course, realized that it, that it actually didn't have anything to do with you, you or your abilities to write, you know, or anything like that. Which is right. true. Right. And, you know, it turned out better, even though I'm, I made a mistake of not trying again mm-hmm. so long ago, mm-hmm. but it kind of turned out better because now people are just hungry for stories about kindness and bravery mm-hmm. and it's, it's the right time. So it turned out to be okay. I mean, it turned out to be very okay. Right. That's great. Yeah. So you're working on this new app and you're still um, writing, I presume. You said that you have screenplays out and things like that. Yes, I have my first chapter book for my new chapter book series. It's still Pika Bunny. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, my first book is called The Christmas List. Pika Bunny and Friends is a series. And Pika Bunny has, it's four o'clock on Christmas Eve and Pika Bunny has his list and he's got to get he's got to turn his list in to mom you got to show mama the list because the tree trimming party is at six mm-hmm. and he's that's all he can think about is this list and he's he's playing with friends and his friends are getting irritated you know that's all you care about and so he puts his list into his pocket and tries to forget about you know to just to be patient and wait until mama can read his list and then finally when mama has time he goes to get the list out of his pocket and he realizes he has no pockets. Oh no. So the list is gone. So it's his search for the list and um, the true meaning of a Christmas list. Right. So I'm hoping that gets picked up by, by somebody. Hopefully it will. Yeah. I know. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you mentioned 
earlier that you're kind of you're you're talking about it as if things have already happened is that like a a manifestation thing that you do yes about this yes the things that are haven't come true yet i do try to be positive about it Mm -hmm. because you can talk yourself out of it really quick like oh yeah and you know sometimes you don't hear back at all so Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, I waited six to eight weeks, didn't hear anything. So it's time to send it out again. And yeah, those doubts can creep in, but I do try to keep that positivity because I feel like if you're positive and you're putting it out there and you're asking, then it's more, you know, you have a better chance of it, of it actually becoming a reality. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I only ask because I've, I've, Every single person that I've spoken to today basically has told me that they do the same thing. <laughs> so I'm starting to think that maybe there's something I should be manifesting or something. <laughs> well, you know, I just started that a couple of weeks ago talking about that I had actually sent out screenplays hmm. and, you know, applied for a possible TV series or a little, like a short movie or something. And it, was really difficult. I met with my friend Monica and I said, Monica, I really want to say this out loud, but it like it kind of hurt. It was like I had to like break my heart open to let it out because it was such it's such a deep thing in my soul that I would and it's not about me. It's just I want I want the story to to help me be one child because Mr. Rogers helped me. Because when he was looking at me through the TV Mm-hmm. He was talking to me right? And at a time where I needed an adult to say, Hey, you are, you know, you're, you're great just the way you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and just meeting me where my needs were, if I could just do that for one child, mm-hmm. that would be, you know, it's all about that. It's not about, Oh, Wendy's got a TV series. It's not, not about that at all, but it's just what my soul would really love to to see happen. And so I'm trying to be positive and, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll, it'll happen. But you know what? I am not going to my retirement home because I'm 55. I'm not going to my retirement home tomorrow, but when I get there, I don't want anything left on the table. Yeah. I don't want to say to myself, you know, you wanted that TV series and you applied to two places and you got no's and then you got scared to do it. What what if the third one would have been the one? Right. You don't want to leave any any stories left, you know. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like in my age even. I didn't get published until I was fifty-two. Mm-hmm. And Phenomenal. you know, that oh, there are a lot of people out there who have a book inside of them and they're thinking, Oh, I'm too old. That's for young people. It's like, no, it doesn't matter what age. If you have a story, yeah. you know, put write it down, get it out there. And then yeah, sure. do do your best to get it edited well and um, you know, just you have to you owe it to yourself to try. Right. Definitely. So you said that you you send it out again after six to eight weeks. Do you send out to the same company every six to eight weeks? Well, actually I have sent to the same company twice, but with different materials. Oh, okay. So it's just, it's just based on what material you send. It's not like if I send one screenplay 
and they say, we're not interested in the screenplay that I can't send them a manuscript for a book. Right. That's true. And so I have, I have queries out to agents. I don't have, I've gotten this far without one, Mm -hmm. which I'm very grateful. I mean, that I've gotten this far without one, but I would love to have one. So I'm looking for an agent too. And I'm feeling, so we'll see. Wonderful. All right. Well, if anybody is an agent out there, Wendy Gilhulo would like an agent. (laughs) That's right. And I work really hard to promote. And I have over 300,000 Skype miles and I've read Pika Bunny to children in 13 different countries Mm -hmm. via Skype. And then I have read in person in three different countries. So yeah, I'm a worker. I'm a go-getter. Nice. And I follow you on LinkedIn and you have been trending all over LinkedIn as well. So you all oh. have social media, apparently. Oh, thanks. Well, today's, um, the, today when we're recording, it happens to be World Read Aloud Day. So yes. it's been a very, very busy day. Oh, I bet. You've probably been reading all over the place. I have. <laughs> it's been great. Right? That is great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I would have you read. Do you think we have time for you to read a little bit um, from something since it is read aloud day? Sure. Um, Well, usually I uh, tell the story instead of read it word for word. So I'll start at the beginning and then you can, you can cut me off, Kat. (laughs) This is an interactive reading. Have you seen that on LinkedIn when I did it with Lila Smith? Uh Uh-uh, no. Okay. All right, so sorry you don't have any pictures, but it's Pika Bunny, and the setting is he's with Mama outside the garden. Mm-hmm. All right, Pika Bunny's yummiest chore was to rid the garden of the chamomile plants that crowded Mama's garden. Pika Bunny's nose got itchy and twitchy as a big question formed inside his little head. How do we love Mama? asked Pika. Well, love can be many different things, said Mama. Some say that love is understanding. Some say that love is kindness. Some say that love is giving. Which one do you think it is, asked Pika as he crunched and munched. Love is how we act and not how we feel, said Mama. Giving is the happiest love can be. Pika wasn't sure what Mama meant. But every time she said, I love you, he felt wiggly and squiggly inside. After Pika and Mama were finished with their chores in the garden, Pika hopped to the meadow. Hop, hop, hop. As he looked and looked, Pika spotted a blanket of flowers that reminded him of one of Mama's patchwork quilts. Snap, snap, snap. The three flowers stood for his three favorite words for Mama. I love you. Good. The (laughs) The first flower was Blue, like the smell of blueberries. The second was pink, like the taste of bubblegum. Nice. And the third was orange, like the feel of oranges. (laughs) Good. And Pika thought to himself, love is kindness. Love is giving. Love's an action and not a feeling. On his way home, Pika met his prickly porcupine friend, Downy Poof Puff. Can you say Downy Poof Puff? Downy Poof Puff. It feels funny in your mouth, doesn't it? It does, yes. When you say <laughs> not even, I'm like, that feels funny in my ears. Yeah. Downy is the sharpest singstress in the meadow, and he could tell something that was making 
her unhappy. I feel lonely. No one wants to hug me because of my prickly porcupine quills. Downey's head drooped and Pika thought about the times he felt lonely. Loneliness was not a good feeling at all. What do you think Pika Bunny did? I don't know. What? Well, he asked, can I give you a hug? Yes, said Downey. And Pika put his arms in the widest circle he could form with his own two brave furry arms. He expected Downey to be bristly and pointy, but you know what? She was really spongy and a little squishy, and Pika gave her the blue flower, and that left him how many flowers for Mama? Two. You want me to keep reading? Okay. He goes on. Uh, pardon? No, go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. By that time, the sun was high in the sun. Oh, no. I'm sorry. You were going to. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, really? You want me to keep reading? So yeah. he goes on a journey. Mm-hmm. With those three flowers and then you'll see what mama says after right of course when you buy the book right right or or there's a free audio book on youtube so you can parents can check it out first go yes. to youtube search for pika bunny has a big question and then you can listen to me it's actually a read along word for word mm-hmm and so if you, if you do have the book, you could read along word for word, but then you can get an idea what happens. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Uh, I went and I listened to that on YouTube as well. It's great. I highly recommend it. <laughs> Thank you, Kat. Audio books anyways, especially. So um, the YouTube thing worked well for me. Yeah. And I like that too. Mm-hmm. I, prefer, I prefer to listen to books. My children will argue with me. They're, they're out of college. Mm. They'll argue with me that's not reading. I'm like, well, I'm sorry it is. <laughs> right. Like I'm obtaining the knowledge. That's all that matters. <laughs> my imagination along with the story, just yes. like you, if you were reading it with your eyes. Uh-huh. Exactly. But yeah, when I read like with my eyes, it um it, I feel like it takes a lot longer and I can get through the book faster if I'm listening to it. And I know eventually my children are going to agree because both of my children uh, do not, they don't like to read themselves, but they will all day long have me read to them. Yes. <laughs> like you yeah. guys are future audiobook listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and podcast listeners. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'd rather listen to a podcast than read an article. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. against articles, but yeah. No, right. Well, and, and some people are, you know, readers and do prefer to have like physical books in their hand and which, you know, that's very romantic. And I love it is. people. I am just unfortunately not one of them. So <laughs> that's why I think that both are important for different, different strokes for different folks. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for reading to us and telling us about how you overcame your fears of being rejected and were brave um, and kindness and Pika and all of those things. I really appreciate your time and your story. Thank you, Kat. Thank you all for continuing to listen and for your patience with me and this whole learning process. I really appreciate that anybody at all listens. I genuinely do. And I thank you guys so much. You guys can always find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter now, um, and LinkedIn at The Teachable Soul or The Teachable Soul on Twitter. And 
If you would like to help support the show, you can find me at patreon.com slash the teachable soul. I'll be trying to create some extra content there for you guys if you subscribe and kind of interact with you. One of the things that I like least about podcasts is that I can't interact or ask questions to any of my listeners, but through Patreon, hopefully I'll be able to do that. So thank you again for listening 